You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We just, we absolutely love these conversations with you each and every week. And just the opportunity for all of us to learn and grow and navigate life and business together. And I know that's a little sappy, but I just wanted to make sure you know how much we deeply value you and are so grateful every single time you tune in and listen and learn with us. All right. Now, if you know anything about us, you know that Lindsay and I are big, big big, big, big fans of reading books and learning constantly. We both read dozens of books each year with a large portion of those books being business books to keep our wheels turning, to spark new ideas, and to expand our own knowledge. So today we are about to drop five business books you need to read in 2022, this new year. And if you haven't already listened to it, we have another episode with our favorite business books and what they taught us. So you can go back and listen to that on episode number 70. Now, if you're ready to dive in and expand your book list for this upcoming year so you can grow and learn even more, we are ready to go. Let's get started with today's episode. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right. I'm so excited for today's episode. We are coming at you with five business books. Although I don't even actually know if some of these books would be considered business. Like some of them are like leadership or like, I think I there don't are know. seven books on our list. I just realized that. Did you say five? <laughs> I, I mean... Did you say five? Yeah, you said five in the intro. <laughs> we'll do bonus, two bonus ones. You're getting a little double. A little I just whammy. realized that. That's really funny. We just That's kept amazing. writing. We were, well, that was also too, we were just like throwing out thoughts on the top of our head. We could have gone deeper, but okay, we got to make it top. Well, this is just maybe a business question. Just uh, excuse us while we debate business. Do we name the title five business books or seven? And then you'll just, in the intro, say five. I feel like we should just say five on the title. Right. And then when people listen, they'll be like, oh, surprise, Lindsay and Evie don't know how to count. count. <laughs> now we have seven. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, and I will um, say, we've mostly both read this list, but some of them I've read or some of them you've read. Actually, yeah. you might have read all of them. I don't actually know. Um, so I think I've read I'm, all of them. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so there's only two on here that I haven't read. Uh, and nice. he's going to start with one of them, but it's on my list. It's okay. Listen, that's a side tangent <laughs> note. Um, I, I'm trying to be a good steward of my money and not like buy a bajillion books. So I'm trying to rent them from the library because I have a Kindle and you can rent, fun fact, if you have the app Overdrive, I'm getting nerdy real fast. Well, you can also um, do this on your phone. You can do it with audiobooks. I don't like reading on my phone though. Well, I know no, audio is not reading. I, okay, but yes. for audio books, I do overdrive for audio. Yeah, no, same, same. But what I'm saying is the Lawrence Public Library, where I am a member of, does not have this first book because I've looked at it and I've wanted it. So maybe I just should buy it. 
You should just buy it. You should just buy it. Do you have an Audible subscription? No. I don't like listening to sometimes of them. Uh That made no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I don't like listening to, although I will say I, I typically like reading like fiction books and then listening to business books. So, usually. Oh, fascinating. That's this is wildly off topic. It's not <laughs> off topic, but it's... Okay. Uh, we're just <laughs> talking about books in general. Overdrive, we, y'all, is good. We get very nerdy. Overdrive is a great one. Kobo uh, Rukatan books is a good one. Audible is a good one. I may or may not have all of them. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Ali's going to love writing the transcript <laughs> for the blog for this episode. We are all over the place. Okay. Okay. Let's just number, dive on in. Book number one. Book number one is Obsessed by Emily Hayward. So Tell I me was, about it, Evie. I don't know about it. <laughs> she has not been able to get it because uh, Lawrence Public Library doesn't have this. Um, so Obsessed is a marketing book by the founder of Red Antler. So it's this like marketing branding company that is just like... When I, when I got the book and started listening to it, because I listened to it, I was like, okay, I like I've ru- maybe heard of Red Antler, like the the marketing company, like maybe once. Like it doesn't sound super unfamiliar, but I don't know who this girl is. I don't know like what she's gonna say in this book. But uh, my friend Angie Lee had recommended it to me, and I was like, okay, like Angie's really good with marketing books. She knows what she's talking about. So if she highly recommends it. I'm probably gonna enjoy it. I was blown away by this book. Like this. Why? It was just Sorry, that was incredible. Lindsay's like, excuse me. I'm like, it I was just know. such an incredible breakdown of building a brand where you create like obsession in your client Ooh. base, like where Ooh. people like want more, where they are they have buy in to the brand, to the brand mission, how to build a brand mission. Um, it's it was fascinating too because I listened to it while I was building Evie Swim, and I was trying to create like Evie Swim as a brand that isn't like me. Like it's not my face, like me selling everything 24-7. Like I wanted that's to be ironic because creating... it has your it's name. turned into that. Well, in yeah, it? that's true. And it's also turned into that in the initial launch phase because everyone knows me. But anyways. Um, in the long, long game is not you yet. In the long it. game, it's it's a brand mission versus a personal brand that people are buying into. Totally. And it was just fascinating to hear it. You know, we are so familiar with and and like steeped in the personal branding of like building that personal connection between you as like the business owner or whatever and your client base which is amazing but what obsessed talks about and which was different for me and fascinating for me was how to build that buy-in between your brand mission and your client base not you and your client base so it was fascinating she just goes into so much and they have so much experience with building and marketing, like some of the biggest company like names out there that you'll know, like they've worked with like Hinge and like all this stuff, like rebranding them and marketing them. So they just, Emily knows what she's talking about. And that book was incredible, especially if you're wanting to just understand buyer psychology, buy-in, brand mission, and how to create like obsession where people are just like rallying behind you and your brand 24-7. I love that. Okay. So what is it again? Obsessed by who? Emily Hayward. Okay. Great. I'm adding it to my list to buy because I can't rent it, clearly. <laughs> clearly not. It's it's amazing. I really recommend it. All right. Book number two on our list. Uh, we've heard, or you've probably heard us talk about this uh, book a lot, either on social or we talked about it in episode 144, which was when we kind of debriefed our team retreat this year because we took this book and basically, like, it was like the formula for our team blueprint. retreat. <laughs> yeah, blueprint. So it is Traction by Gino Wickham. 
Um, and it is like a course in a book, which I think we said that on episode 144, but I, I can't even downplay how much like he should have charged like $200,000 for that book. <laughs> like Literally. Also, also, I just have to say this because I have mispronounced his name for like two years. It's is Wickman. It? It's Wickman. Then why on our, on our document does it say Wickham? Because I think we both have called him Gino Wickham forever. <laughs> it's but it's Wickman because I was staring okay, up. Well, when I'm we going to retype that so <laughs> it's written correctly on the blog. Wickman, oh gosh, yeah, Wickman, Wick yeah. Oh wow. Okay, well, <laughs> traction by Gino Wickman, guys. I've never. That just feels so weird to say. I've called him okay. Gino Wickham forever. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about the actual book. Okay, yes. so the book is. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a breakdown of how to set up like the foundation of your business as a company. Yeah. And whether he wrote it, I think for, I think he says it in the book for like technically businesses that make, I think like anywhere from 2 million to like a hundred million. Is that right? Or did I just make, pull that out of my butt? I think it's like, I think he says it's for almost anyone, but like he's worked a lot with companies making over a million is what I thought. Yeah, he, but I think he said it of in a sense of like my like prime audience for who this book is for is like roughly like a team of like ten to like two hundred. Yeah, something something like, like that. that. However, obviously, me and Evie are do not have a team of ten. However, even if you're a solopreneur, I cannot highly recommend enough reading this book. It yeah. revolutionized how we even looked at our businesses, how we thought of our businesses, how we thought of ourselves as leaders, as bosses. Like, and I know that seems weird if you're like sitting there like, I, it's me, myself, and I, I'm a solopreneur. I'm doing my little creative business as maybe part-time. Like you're not even full-time yet. Don't look at that as being like intimidated. Just read it and be blown away because yeah. it will just give you such a good business perspective on how to build your business, how to actually have like core foundational principles. And again, for a huge breakdown of that book, go listen again, like I said, to our team retreat episode, episode 144, just because everything that we did on our team retreat, like going over our core values, creating our accountability chart, like who does what in the business, like all of that is what this book is about. And you can kind of just like get the behind the scenes of how we did it for the heart on that team retreat. But I cannot, this business or this book blew my mind. I remember when you read it, you like, you <laughs> I was like, I was like voice messaging you like every like two minutes being like, Lindsay, read this book, read this book. Like, I was like, ah. I was like she's like, you're like, I'm in the middle of a book. I was like, put it down, read this book. <laughs> it's really, it's so good. It's just so powerful, especially if you are hoping to grow your company to, you know, like to incorporate a team and to like have smooth operations, to have, you know, you as the owner to have flexibility, even if it's like one person, like a, a virtual assistant or a personal assistant who's working with you for you to have the flexibility to like maybe leave or, you know, to help them run their departments or their, you know, their jobs, their tasks are the best. Like it's just such a good book. And yeah. with that, um, the third book on our list kind of goes kind of hand in hand. It, it really does. With uh, Traction by Gina Wickman is Rocket Fuel by Gina Wickman, which is essentially like the part two slash like leadership portion of like his business yeah. formula it's like setup. Rocket Fuel is meant for like kind of like the CEO and Traction obviously is still meant for the CEO, but it's it's for like the team as a whole, like to understand yeah. like the business as a whole, but whereas Rocket Fuel is specifically talking about the the two-pronged partnership that usually makes up every 
like great company, which is yeah. an integrator and a visionary. Yes. Um, and also we talked about that, that book in the same episode, episode 144, our team retreat. And I had many thoughts about that. And I'm pretty sure I shared it in that episode about how this book infuriated me. It's still a good book though. That's why we're talking about it. That's why I thought it was on our list. You should still read it. I just personally was infuriated because uh, the basically the book is like telling you, it's helping you identify whether you are personally a visionary or, or an integrator. integrator. And it basically was like, you can rarely ever be both. And I was legit sitting there like, Jane, no, I'm both. <laughs> So those are both really, really good books. If you want to hear a little bit more about it and kind of hear our personal stories of like how we've implemented it, it, those principles and everything into our own business, go listen to episode 144. But we love both of those books and highly recommend them. Yep. All right. Business book number four is Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. Now, this book is incredible. It's basically talking about the concept that of like what, this is why I almost said at the beginning, like not all these books are like strictly business books. I think everything before the first three are like 100% business books. This one, I, I don't, I mean, it is kind of business, but I don't even know if I would put it in that category. It's almost like psychological. But but oh. it's it's talking about marketing. It's, and it's well, talking, so yes. So like as a business, business owner. Category? It might be in like, I think it might be in the marketing or the psychology category, but either way, yeah, okay. As a business owner, like if you were trying to market to people, you have to understand the buyer's psychology, which is right. what this book breaks down. Right. So it's like talking about what makes a concept or an idea sticky yeah. in the sense of like how do our brains naturally remember things yeah. versus not remember things. Like, like, like I, think think about uh I don't even know I don't remember if this is an example in the book. I read this a couple years ago, but uh the like the McDonald's like song that's like do 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 I'm loving it. Like how uh-huh. do we all know that? Like if if you right. ask what like what's the McDonald's like jingle, we would almost all of us be able to say it and it's like why? Why is that so right. sticky? Like what about it is is stuck in our brains permanently for years. Yeah. And that's kind of what they break down in the book of like concepts, ideas, marketing, like lingo, yeah. uh, commercials, you know, jingles. Like it's all I think, I'm thinking, down. I read this book this summer, so it's a little fresher in my brain. And Wonderful. I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember an example that they said, and it was like almost how like, uh, what are they called? Um, like folk, ta- not, that's not the word. Like, like tales? tales that, what? Fairy tales? No, not fairy tales. Like, uh, what is legends. the word I'm saying? Yeah, urban legends. Urban legends that like get passed along that like we think are real that that are not and actually don't have validity to them, but because it has such a sticky like storytelling image associated. So an example in that book is how, I don't know if this was in the 90s or whatever, but like there was this almost epidemic where a lot of parents thought that on Halloween, we all got scared that like oh, yeah. people would put needles in like the or, candy or blades or, like uh oh yeah blade like razor blades and candy yeah. and so for a while there that idea got so like passed around urban legend ish kind of in a way that like people like genuinely it started to affect behavior in the sense of like oh we didn't take our kids out to jerk or treat because we were afraid that there would be razor blades or freaking like needles or whatever in their candy yeah and like they kind of break that down of, about how like after like studies that, that legitimately wasn't true. Well, it just it, like, it was it a was sticky a, idea. Well, and it was a one, I think it was, if I remember right, again, I haven't read this book in a couple of years, so I could be wrong in remembering, remembering this, but wasn't it like one scenario when like it was 
one person sent candy, like some guy was like trying to hurt this other person and send them I don't candy with like- think, I don't even think it was real though. Maybe. maybe I, I thought it was wrong. like, I could be wrong. I don't remember. But I thought it was like one isolated scenario of like, you know, somebody trying to like murder or like whatever, this one person- and then and everyone's it like, an it's going to be in yeah. everything. I literally remember as a kid, my mom, like we were not allowed really hardly ever to like trick or treat or like eat candy, like very like healthy upbringing childhood. But my, I remember like a couple of times we were allowed to like go to like church, like trunk or treats or like different things or whatever. My mom would always like cut all of our candy in right. half and check Well, that's it. what their point is in that book of, of yep. saying like, it was like a whole thing where this idea that razor blades and needles in Halloween candy was a, a legitimate thing, even though it actually was not legitimate. But because it was such a sticky idea, it got passed around. Same thing with like folk yep. urban legends of like, oh, serial killers or whatever. Like that's how they get passed down and around because the idea of whatever about that sticks in your brain and it, even if it's not true, it like, yeah. it's just, it's such a fascinating psychological book of like what sticks in our brain versus what doesn't. And I think there's, there's so many examples in this book where they would give you like, an example of a story or like a like a, a commercial intro to a well a, a commercial or an intro to like a speech and the, i just remember reading it and it was like one example that was so dry so boring and it was like what like he read it and then it was like what do you remember about that if you didn't go up and like read this section again what do you remember and i was like nothing and then he like did it again but it like introduced storytelling yeah. and this obviously just like kind of deals with like storytelling in general but like how can you almost make story and like characters and like things that stick in your brain apply as a business owner or as a marketer and like things like that. So it's just fascinating. I yes. think it makes you a better writer. It makes you a better storyteller. It makes you a better business owner by reading it. We wanted to interrupt this episode real fast to chat about counseling. Now, counseling is so often stigmatized in a negative way and it absolutely should not be. Because Evie and I so firmly support counseling in all stages of life, we were so excited when BetterHelp, an online counseling company, reached out to us to be a sponsor on the show. We were able to try it ourselves for a bit and our experiences were incredible. I was even able to go on and fill out a full list of information about myself, my desires in a counselor, including religious beliefs and more. I was matched with an amazing counselor who shares my worldview and I absolutely loved the ability to put preferences like that down on the questionnaire. Something else we genuinely loved about BetterHelp is that they offer four ways to get licensed counseling, video sessions, phone calls, live chat, and messaging. It's honestly incredible. If you've been contemplating counseling but are feeling lost on where to start, we definitely recommend BetterHelp. We both had great experiences with them and have so many friends also loving their services. So we have an affiliate link for you today for 10% off your first month. Just go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash heart and hustle. Hey, hey, if you are new here and haven't heard about our online resource shop, ooh, listen up. The Heart Shop is a digital resource and template shop for creative entrepreneurs and photographers. There are so many goodies for creative entrepreneurs in the shop, like website templates, PDF guide templates, illustrations to enhance your brand, and lots more. But one thing in particular we made sure to add was contract templates. Y'all, the horror stories we have heard in our years of business is unmatched and a little terrifying. <laughs> clients refusing to pay after you've delivered a service, clients demanding their retainer back after canceling on you last minute. The list goes on. Business shouldn't feel like you're walking on eggshells though. And yet that's how most of us feel when we first start our business. We're petrified to make a wrong move or have an unhappy client. 
Okay, but here's the truth. One of the first foundational steps of owning your own business should be protecting yourself legally with contracts. Yes, yes, even for friends and family. Contracts allowed us to walk in confidence as we grew our photography businesses. But also hiring a lawyer to create custom contracts for you is a pain in the butt and the wallet. And grabbing whatever free or cheap template online is often not enough protection. Yes. So we wanted to make this as easy and seamless for you as possible and give you the resources to make sure you have your butt protected. We have partnered with our favorite lawyer and attorney, Paige, from the legal page. She has not only created powerful contract templates, but her team is so present and ready to help figure out which ones you need for your business. You can stack her contracts in her shop like the wedding photography contract, destination intimate wedding contract, cancellation and rescheduling bundle, second shooter and associate contracts, and honestly, so much more. Just head to theheartcontracts.com for 10% off. That's theheartcontracts.com. Yes, we love it. Okay, moving on to the next book. So this next author we've actually had on the podcast and we have gotten incredible feedback from that episode, which we it's like, knew it's, it. I mean, it's <laughs> legit probably still to this day one of our favorite episodes we've ever done on the podcast. Yes, and I mean, we knew it was going to be good. We literally changed, like titled it, like this episode will change your life, click play. Like, I mean, we knew it was going to change lives, but we are just still blown away by the responses. So if you haven't listened uh, to episode 167 with Brian Bureau, go do that because it is just incredible. So his book that we are highly recommending is called Beyond Success. And it is just so good. Oh my gosh. Again, not not an overt business book, Mm -hmm. but it's a really, really, really great leadership book. Yeah. And which is great for honestly, any business owner, especially any business owner that is trying to build a team in any capacity. Um, Especially for you like solopreneurs that like you got into business to like make a side hustle or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I need to grow and scale. Oh, wait, that means I outsource. Oh, wait, that means I hire. Oh, wait, that means I'm an employer. Oh, wait, that means I'm a boss. Like, did anybody else do that mental? Because that's how I did it. Anyways, um, (laughs) it's like the process of becoming a boss when you don't realize, like you didn't get into business necessarily to be like a boss. And then you're like, oh, Oh, I have to lead people. So this yeah. is just a great book on leadership. It's so freaking good. I can't even express. Yeah. And so express. the full title is Beyond Success, The 15 Secrets to Effective Leadership and Life based on legendary coach John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. And That's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. But if you are familiar with John Wooden at all, like he is just one of the like icons of powerful leadership and healthy leadership. And so Brian basically just takes John Wooden's concepts and just expands and breaks them down in a way that is just like, I I mean, I like sobbed reading this book. I have laughed reading this book. I like, oh, it's just like absolutely incredible. It's one of the best leadership books I have ever read. I cannot believe it took me however many years of my life to finally read this book. And thank God Brian sent it to us because, oh my gosh, my life changed the minute. (laughs) And one of the stories in the book that made us like ball, we actually asked Brian to like tell verbally on episode 167 when he was on the show. Um, and it's about his swimmer, um, Alice, is it Allison? I can't remember. I think so. Um, and so before you read this book, go listen to episode 167, listen to him tell this story, and then you're going to be even more stoked on life to actually read this book because it's... yeah. It's a doozy. It, it just like, it's such a good life book. You don't even have to be a business owner. Anybody listening to this that's like a nurse or a teacher, I don't care who you are. Uh, even if you're not a business life. owner, go listen to this book. It's going to make you a better parent. It's going to make you a better friend. Oh, 
Lord, read it. <laughs> Just read the book. Read the book. I love it. Okay, so moving on to the next book. What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six. Book number six. Okay, so now we're on the bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> so book number six is The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Now, if you have not read Malcolm Gladwell, this man uh, knows how to freaking write. Also, it's, fun it's fact, so this is one that I actually listened on audiobook. And he, I think... Uh, the, both books that I've read by him, he audio or he what is that called? narrated it himself. He has the best voice. Oh man! <laughs> also, and I have no idea what he looked like. And then I was watching an episode of Hot Ones uh, on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, this is what I do in my free time. I watch because I'm obsessed with spicy food. I'm getting off on a tangent, but uh, the Hot Ones like they interview celebrities and they eat wings or whatever. Anyway, you get it. Uh, he had Malcolm Gladwell on there and. He did not look like what I expected him to look like. He has like this curly little fro. And I was like, oh, you're so cute. It was so funny. (laughs) But his voice is like so soothing. And so when you listen to his books on audiobook, it just, wow. He knows how to write and he knows how to speak. The man man is amazing. (laughs) Anyways, about the book, The Tipping Point, talks about how things tip over into like epidemics that then go viral or go widespread or like an epidemic, which is, you know. We're living in a pandemic, so hopefully you know what (laughs) epidemic. Well, that's pandemic versus epidemic. What's the actual so epidemic is like a country, like like if we were having an epidemic here in the United States, but the pandemic is like pan, like worldwide. Yeah, that's fascinating. So, well, because I read this obviously in the summer of 2021. That's when I read this book, and I he was talking about epidemics, and I was like, "You are ahead of your time. You wrote this a few (laughs) years ago before COVID was a thing." (laughs) Well, it's just a fascinating look at basically like the moments like leading up to how to prepare for like, you know, that tipping point, how to, you know, anticipate it and like jump on top of it. Like Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of concepts of like, you know, as a business owner, like the opportunity that comes or how to prepare to like, you know, get yourself so close, but also recognizing how luck plays a factor in stuff. Like there's just like a lot in that book that is so like, fascinating as a human being, but Uh especially as a business owner, when like you're trying to create, like you're trying to most likely go viral so that your business explodes. You're trying to build something. You're trying to like, you know, catch on this idea. Or you're trying to be an innovator. Uh, If you're like a product or something, you're trying to get in on the scene of like, he uses an example in that book of hush puppies, which are like a shoe type. um, And about how like back in, I don't even know when, it was either the 90s or- Wasn't it like the 60s? No. Hush puppies? Maybe, oh, maybe. I don't know. He uses... Again, he, it's been a couple years since I read this book. Yeah. Well, I, I read it this summer and I still don't remember. Uh, anyways, but he uses an example of like hush puppies, how they were out of style. And then all of a sudden this like group in New York, like just like some like super cool kids, like uh, I can't remember what he calls them, but they're they're almost like... He talks about the concept of like the people that start epidemics. Yeah. like that are like almost like the, I don't, again, I don't know what the word is, but it's, it's like the cool kids, it's not the cool kids. It's like the innovators that like start things. And like, there's only a few of them. Like not everybody is this type of person, but it's like the kind of person that connects people to things and to ideas. Um, and how, like, that's how epidemics of certain fads or trends or something tip over and get started because a couple people that are highly connected to a lot of other people start doing something or start wearing something or start talking about something. And then it like tips over 
it's like, how does it get to the point where something is uncool, like hush puppies were uncool, and then all of a sudden it like tips over and then they were like a worldwide fad. Um, He also talks about like crime in New York City in like the early 90s or something like that where, or no, it was crime in Baltimore, I think. Whatever. But he's talking about like how like a neighborhood was super ridden with crime and then all of a sudden it just like flipped in a year to be like super safe. Or maybe it was opposite. I can't remember. But like, again, he's talking about different examples of epidemics where something tips over and it, I mean, obviously it's a tipping point, but, and it like, (laughs) it, 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 like a pandemic, not a pandemic, oh, like an epidemic happens and it's just like so fascinating hearing the psychology behind it yeah. of what makes something tip over and then how does that tip over and how can actually you use that? Again, this book isn't really, a I wouldn't necessarily call it a business book, but I think you can apply it so easily to marketing to be your business and things like that. It's just a really good psychological book. Yes, I love it. Okay, and then the final bonus book, book number seven is Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke. Okay, I haven't also read this one, so please tell me. Yes, so Thinking in Bets is basically, so she used to be a professional poker player, um, like like world champion, like league, like high, high, highest level of like a poker tournament player. And essentially she walks you through the book and how to, to, analyze situations to recognize like the potential, like the the numbers, the statistics, like your opportunity for success or failure, when to take risks and when not, like when to bet and when to fold, like recognizing Ooh. like how... Well, is she just talking about poker or does she apply no, it to different scenarios? It's, no, it's just life. It's like oh. it's like our human brain and how, you know, so often we're just like making decisions on like the fly and like based on just like how we're feeling and our gut instinct and, you know, all of this and how to stay cool and calm and actually analyze and assess situations and how to, you know, look at the stats within seconds to analyze and make a decision based on like what we're seeing statistically, um, which is... It's just, it's such a fascinating book on decision-making and how our human brain works, how we can train it to work better in like tough situations and high stress situations and high pressure situations to actually make the best decisions instead of just emotional decisions. So there's like a lot in this book. She tells it like just in such a like, it's such a cool, she weaves stories into it. It's a very easy read, but it's also like a very fascinating read again about like our psychology. And I just found it like, an amazing book as a business owner. So often there are those like last minute, like urgent high pressure Mm -hmm. decisions that we have to make, you know, like how are we going to... Like you're betting on something. Yeah. Like we're making all these bets in our businesses on, on, you know, whether or not we invest here, whether or not we, you know, post this or, you know, there's all sorts of different decisions that we're like making bets on like, is this going to work? Is this going to work out? You know, what are the cards in my hand? Like all of that. And it's just a fascinating book that helps you like reassess your decision-making. How are you analyzing the data and the statistics around you? And then how can you better your decision-making to actually like make profitable bets to like actually further yourself to, you know, be able to work with the people around you, to be able to read the people around you. Like there's just, it's just a fascinating book. Uh, Not necessarily again in the business category, but I mean, I 100% applied it to like my self-life and business specifically. So it's, it's amazing and I would definitely recommend it. Well, that's awesome. Okay. I'll, I haven't actually looked that one up to see if the Lawrence Public Library has that one. So I'll, <laughs> I'll add it to my list. <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, we could sit here and talk about business books forever. We could talk about books forever in general. Yeah. Lindsay and I both would just 
love reading. Um, well, okay. Also, I want to know genuinely. So we've done two episodes now in the past on like business books we recommend. Do y'all like these episodes? But then in addition, do you want us to do like like a non-business book recommend, almost like a book club situation, like a podcast episode on business or not, sorry, a, a podcast episode on books we recommend that are like fiction or like whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I would be curious to know if you would like that. That could be cool. I like that. Because I'm, I'm all like, about all the books. I this have, year, I'm super stoked with myself. I read 16 books in 2020, which was not like, the that's probably better than a lot of people, but still like, it was like, okay. And I've already doubled it. I've more than doubled it this year, Ooh, which was my goal. What are, you, where, what, are, what are you at right now? Oh, I don't know. I'm at like I 27 or something. Nice. Or I'm, 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 oh no, wait, not 27. Cause I doubled it. Whatever. Okay. I don't know how to count, <laughs> but we, well, we already know that. Um, what I'm saying though is, I've like went ham on like fiction books. Like, so I, I've read a lot of business books this year, but I've also read like a yeah. lot of fiction. So that's why I want to know because I have some good recommendations. <laughs> You're like, I, know some. <laughs> I, I was like, I have some really good books okay, but what on I, fiction. What I want to know though, before we even like, you know, consider this episode, are they all just like murder mysteries? <laughs> No, they're not actually. Okay, a lot of them are. Okay. <laughs> okay, but just Evie, just because you don't like murder mystery books doesn't mean our audience does not. That's true. Okay. But actually a lot of them, like I got, I've read some like, well, it's, it's actually a lot of, it's a lot of. <laughs> Literally. Uh, well, this is good because you can come to, if we do a fiction book episode, you can I could come, come with, with all, all the of thrills. the murder mysteries yep. and I will come with all of the non- <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously. Let us know if you want to do another like non-business book roundup. We're, we're all about books. I literally have, so I have a note in my phone of like books to read every year or whatever. I never, I have to transfer it over every year because I never finish them because it's like literally like dozens right. per category. But that's what I was going to say. I have categories. I have like business books. I have like psych- psychological books, like mental whatever books. I have fiction that's books. Cute I that have you personal categories books. That I just like put it all in a list. That's no, good. I have to. See, I have to because then also like I tend to read like a almost a book in like almost every category okay. at, at the same time. And so then oh, like okay. when I finish a book in like my business book category, I want to go to that category to get another book. No, I get that. I get that. No, I I don't want to read four fiction books at the same time. I want to read like a business book, a personal book. See, because I'm trying to be frugal, I I have the same concept, but I'm limited now on what the Lord's Public Library has available. That's true. (laughs) Because I'm trying to just rent them right now. But what happened is I put books on hold if they have them. And then what's happening... As they come out, available, out, you're like, yes. Shoot, I have to read it. <laughs> well, no, literally in the last week, like five books that were on hold for like, it was supposed to be like four to six months or four to six weeks in advance all became available right now. And I was like, ah. But you know, like, you can on overdrive, you can like push yes, your- no, I know. Okay. I did that. Okay. I was like, you can push your spot to the next spot in line. Okay. Anyways. We're getting nerdy, y'all. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> we should wrap this up. Let us know if you want a book roundup that's yes. not and, business. And if you but, read any of these books, let us know. We want to yeah. hear how you enjoy them and how they impact you and your business and your life. If you are wanting to nerd out about books with us at any point, come DM us. Our handles will be in the show notes below. Beautiful. And come join the Heart and Hustle Facebook community to nerd out about books there as well. In the meantime... Go. Oh, we should do a post in there. Yeah, that's a good idea of yeah. like favorite books. Be like, then what we are could your get favorite ideas. books? We that's could get true. more ideas. I'm always down for more ideas. Okay, well, <laughs> we uh, will be posting that in the Facebook group, so make sure you're in there. And in the meantime, enjoy your reading or listening, and uh, we love you. 